before I get started, I need to send for some clarity about a Bible's class. A Bible class is designed for one reason and one reason only is to teach us. Amen. It is designed for us to come away with some knowledge and some understanding. Why are you saying this? Because I don't want this subject to be offensive to you, but for your learning. Amen. It is to teach you to stay away from this area. And if you're in it, it is to teach you to come out of this area. Come on, somebody. Because what God is wanting is for us to be saved. So we must challenge every aspect of our life. Come on now. That God can help us to be just that and that's saved. So this subject then, being that's all said, the subject is living in a glass house, don't throw no stones. Living in a glass house, don't throw no stones. The phrase don't throw no stone referred to judging others when you need to be judged as well. Sometimes we pick each other pin feathers when we should have taken a close look at our own arrangements. Sometimes people have a good eye for others' problems and fall and their falls or their failures, but pay no attention to the issues that is in their own house. You got to sweep around your own back door before you sweep around mine. Y'all done heard that old saying. I heard a person tell, said one time, I have 12 hours to mind my own business and 12 hours to stay out of yours. If I can do that, I done had a very good day. <laughs> Amen. The word of God tells us, don't be a busybody in other men's matters. If you are so busy watching someone else, who's watching out for you? The word of God speaks not to let schism in the body of Christ. By the way, my name ain't Paul either. <laughs> Meaning a split or division between strong opposed sections or parties caused by differences in opinion and behavior or belief. We can get caught up 
in difference of opinion and get bent out of shape of it. Come on, somebody. These things should not ought to be in the midst of Holy Ghost filled people. It is a split. It's a rift. It's a breach. Good God Almighty. When you're talking about a breach, come on somebody. That means the camp has been infiltrated and an outside source then got in. It's the, a, it's the formal separation of a church into two churches or sessions of a group owing to doctrinal and other differences. Now we got to understand that God has one church. Come on somebody. When the division come in and when you squabbling over what is the true doctrine, then you have tried to create another church which is not the church of God. Because God don't have two churches. There's God's church and then there's your church. Come on somebody. I don't have to tell you where your church is going. This type of action is devilish and is known as a wedge among the congregation. Since God speaks against it, you need to know God has no pleasure in the action of it. And see, and here the thing is that we have got to be mindful of what pleases God and what doesn't please God, what's acceptable to God and what is not acceptable to God. And when we find that we are in error in those areas, then guess what? We need to run. We need to run away from it and run to God. And, and not, Lord, it was me. I need your help in that area. Please forgive me. Come on, somebody. You ain't got to mention nobody else. Just you. Come on, somebody. Because your 12-hour business is to take care of you. Amen. <coughs> the mother 12 hour is to stay out of other folks' business. Ah, uh, we got a problem now. Amen. Since God speaks against it, you need to know God has no pledge in the action of it. We must remember God will clean his own house of terrors and any other such things like it. <clears throat> Dandelions, weeds, <laughs> huh? And one of the things in your own yard that grows up like a grass, uh, 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 what's that blade of grass called? Uh, Johnson grass, and there's another one. Uh, well, Johnson grass will do. Amen. So you got to make sure that you understand that God is going to be the one to do the plucking. 
Huh? He didn't call us to do the plucking. He called us to tell the truth. God himself will do the plucking when it's time to pick. Did that make sense? God is preparing a one people, not two. God don't uh, God do not prepare us by our opinion. God prepare us according to his word. That's why it must be a one people. By what? One word. And that is the truth of God's word. God is preparing to one people for the kingdom of glory. And we are still trying to enter in as different groups. And that's in violation of his order. And this is not just speaking uh, per se directly to mercy ministry. This is speaking directly to the universal church all over the world that says that they are believing in the true and living God. Amen. When it boils down the low gravy, they're going to find out and we're going to find out that it is only one way to God. Amen. And he said if you come up any other kind of way, you come up as a thief and a robber. If you don't go in as one, you won't go in at all. Stop working hard to get in the first, get in first, but work hard to get in at all. For the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Therefore, Gentiles, stop trying to beat the nation of Israel in. You just get in. Come on, somebody. Stop pointing fingers at what the nation of Israel didn't do. You just do it. Let the nation of Israel failure be for your learning that you don't do as the example that was set by them. Come on, somebody. You know... Folks have a tendency to say, boy, if I was back in that day, I would have did this or I wouldn't have did that. You would have done worse. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. You know why you would have done worse? Because your mouth always said what you ain't going to do and what you're going to do, and it don't do nothing. Amen. <laughs> Glass can be easily be broken just as people lies can be easily be broken by what you throw at them as well as what you say about them. But keep in mind, your house is filled with glass as well. Therefore, watch how you throw rocks. It will ricochet and return and break out your window pane. Sound like we got some repenting to do before Jesus returns. Or before we meet our dust to dust and our ashes to ashes day. Remember God said, whatsoever a man soweth, so shall he also reap. 
The law of God always stands true. We have to watch the actions of our flesh because it looks at everybody wrong but our own. Amen. Another thing about glass, it can be transparent, meaning it is clearly seen through. Therefore, just as you see through others' faults, somebody is seeing clearly through yours. So take heed how you stand. Lest you fall. One thing about glass breakage. You can't put the pieces back together. The glass must be replaced. Made new. Restored to its original appearances. When you break up someone's life. It's hard to put them back together. They may be restored back to their original appearance, but the scars from the breakage is still there. If you glue some glass back together, you may not see the crack on one side, but when you get on the opposite side, you can see that line of crack is still there. Come on, somebody. Only God can put back together the broken pieces to make them look brand new. Therefore, think before you speak. Because once it goes out, you cannot bring it back. Watch how or watch who you put in hell. You may meet them there or you may beat them there. Watch how you preach to others and you become a castaway. So let's learn how to adopt the 12 hour rule of life and let the other 12 hours take care of itself. If only I could wear the shoes that fit my feet. I don't have to be concerned about the size you wear. If you are satisfied with living in a shack full of holes, I have no business peeping through your holy walls to see what's going on in your house. If it goes without saying, if your house is full of holes, I don't need to get dusty from your issues and take them home with me. Come on, somebody. I got to go home and knock the dust from my own furniture. Huh? Why talk about the dust under my rug when you never looked under your own? Do like the old folks did. Take out your rug and beat the dust out of it. <laughs> huh? The old folks were good at taking out the rug. 
throwing it over the clothesline, taking that broom and beating the dust out of it. They wasn't looking down the street to see who else had dust in their rug. They were just concerned about their own house. Come on, somebody. So, when you get through beating the dust out of it, and when you are finished, you should be too tired to worry about the dust in somebody else's room. Come on now. If you stay busy about your business, man, I'm too tired to be trying to keep up with Sammy's business. Hey Amen. I got a full day to keep up with my own. You ought to have a full day to keep up with yours. If you don't have no business, then pick up a book. Read, then take yourself a good nap. <laughs> I'm good at that one. Huh, Ro? <laughs> let's, go to, let's go to Matthew chapter 7 right quick. Because then guess what? 
you would have been and went through something that you can help somebody else come out of. Uh, George not refers to an unfavorable and condemnatorial judgment. This does not mean that a Christian should never ex exercise judgment of any kind under any circumstance. Because guess what? As the pastor already always told you, he's not a judge, but he's a fruit inspector. Come on now. You a tree walking around, lemon tree walking around with a, a bananas falling off of it. Come on now. We are not to judge the inner motive of another. We are not to render a verdict based on prejudice information. And a lot of times, our information that we receive is wrong and we judge folks by the information that we receive. Come on, somebody. And the information that you receive from whatever source you got it from, it may be for the simple reason that that source has something against the one that now that you prejudging. Wow. And it's um show you what that does. When somebody does that action, I use myself for an example. Somebody does that action that has prejudged me in your eyes and caused you to bring judgment upon me. And guess what? Now, you can't receive nothing from God because every time you see me behind this mic, you done already passed your judgment. And you done missed what God had for you. Wow. How often have we done stuff like that? Come on now. Because now your mind is fixed. I don't want to hear nothing. Wow. Do you not know that's a trick of the enemy? He don't want you to hear nothing. He wants you to have that attitude. So guess what? Now his plan is working in your life. Come on now. Because you know what? Reason I said this plan is working in your life because you really don't know what me and God got going on. Come on now. You don't really know what the conversation that me and God didn't have by anything. You just going by what Tom, Dick, or Harry said. Wow. Watch it, people. Watch it. It can be critical to your spirit. Come on. Now. The devil knows how to cripple you. Come on now. And a lot of people is crippled by hearsay. Am I on straight street? And please don't use yourself as a standard of judgment. Ain't nobody like me but me. Huh? And God is saying, really? 
God said, do I really need to pull the cover off of you? Come on now. I'm going to judge Deacon Jane by the way I walk. Come on now. Deacon Jane just might have a flaw in his left side and I'm criticizing how he walk. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. And then God turn around and break me down on the right side. Amen. So you got to be awfully careful how you set yourself up as a standard. The only standard you need to be falling behind is the standard of God. Amen. Because guess what? I found out in this life at any day you can fall make no difference how long you've been in the church. Come on now. What judgment you use would be the same judgment that you get back. And then we'd be saying, oh Lord, what happened? Why? Why? What did I do? Go back and check yourself. Come on now. Then he used the phrase in fifth verse, thy hypocrite. Thou play actor. Thou pretender. Thou pretend to be someone when he is not, yet he judges another. Come on, somebody. We are quick to judge another by a higher standard that we don't keep ourselves. Come on now. Got to be careful. That's why he said, get, why I'm trying to get the speck of dust out of somebody else's eye, and I got this big old log in mine. Come on now. I can't see what's wrong with me, because I'm too big to try to blow the dust out of Jane's eye. Come on now. And Jane looking at me and saying, do he not see all that clog of mud that he got in his eyes while he trying to get this little dust out of mine? He need to get that out of his eyes so he can see clearly. Come on now. So we need to be careful about them rocks we throw. Because we all live in a glass house. Come on now. Go to Romans chapter 2. That's why you have to watch how you allow folks to turn your affection away from others. Because guess what? After that is done, you can't hear nothing else. Come on now. God will send you a word and you'll miss the whole scope of what God was trying to tell you. 
because you were list you were looking at the person and was not listening to God. Come on now. Romans 2 verses 1 says, Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judges, for where thou judges another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judges does the Oh! Oh! So God is saying, you got some skeletons in your closet. Huh? Why are you trying to take the hinge off of somebody else's though? Uh-uh. Come on now. You trying to pick the lock on somebody else's though, and you got a closet full of skeletons yourself. And you was picking the hinges on somebody else though, so that you can call yourself exposing them. But what if God expose you? Wow. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such. Now, my ammunition, leave the judgment up to God. Come on, somebody. Amen. Watch your thoughts. Let them be your thoughts and keep them in your mouth. Oh. How do you notice that sometimes the thoughts that you had, you found out they were wrong? So guess what? If you blurted out every thought that you had, Lord, have mercy. We just about been and killed half the world. Sometimes you need to let your thoughts be your thoughts. And keep your mouth closed. Because your thoughts could be wrong. Come on now. And then... You wind up putting action behind your thoughts. Now, guess what it done done? Yo, it was your thoughts. You put action behind it. And then when they were wrong, it was sin. Yet you didn't repent from it. Wow. Hmm. But if God judged... God's judgment is true. God's verdict is true. Whatever God said, you did it. You rest assured. You can close your eyes. You can squeeze them and crunch them. And you can holler, I didn't all you want them. God already know you're done it. And his verdict that you're going to receive is going to be justice. Did y'all hear that? Hmm. What's that? What they call that when you receive when 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 the judge uh, find you guilty and get ready to pass sentence 
what's the next stage in your defense? The verdict and the guilty, but then on your defense side, what do you do? You try to plead for another case. Come on, somebody. You try to get another chance at trying to prove your innocence. But guess what? When God tries us and gives us a verdict, there is no second chance. Because God's judgment is the final judgment. Amen. So, we have to watch. And thinkest thou this, old man, wow, wow. Thinkest thou this, old man, that judges them which do such things and do it the same. Judges them that do such things and do it the same. That thou shalt escape the judgment of God. James, you might not have saw me do it and I judge you. But God saw me do it and he going to judge me the same and I won't escape. You and I will not escape the judgment of God. Wouldn't it kind of seem the best thing for us to do is go to the judge now? And see, can we get some pardon? Wouldn't that be the likeliest thing to do now? Is to go to the true judge and plead your case to him that he may pardon you guilty but still pardon you huh? because of his character. The only way that we receive the judgment of God is because we try to live it out as a lie. As if though we didn't do it. There's a lot of folks that that's that 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 that's in the, that's is locked up right today that's still hollering. And some is true, may be true, and some may not. But it's a whole lot of them in the hollering. Rob, I didn't do it. I did not do that. Some may be telling the truth, some may not. Come on, somebody. But it's one thing about it, when you go before God, it don't make no difference. What you say, because he already know what went on.
So then the scripture says, Or despise thou the rich of his goodness and forbearing and long-suffering, oh Lord, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth to repentance. Wow. You mean to tell me that we should be able to see the kindness and the forbearing and the long-suffering of God and it should cause us to run to the altar. It should cause us to run to the altar and tell God, Lord, forgive me. It was me, Lord. Come on now. But we too busy and Lord, I, I wouldn't have done it, Lord, if Alma hadn't have made me. I wouldn't have done it, Lord, if Rosetta hadn't said that to me. But it's you. It's what was in you that was triggered. Whatever word it was triggered what was really inside of you that needs to be corrected. Come on, somebody. The devil said a many things to Jesus Christ. But it didn't trigger no word to the point that he sees. He just turned around and gave him the word of God. Come on, somebody. He defeated the devil at his own game. We don't defeat him at his own game. We play along with his game. Come on, somebody. Raw, the devil is calling the shots. Eight ball in the corner. There you go. Eight ball in the corner. Come on, somebody. But he said, but after thy hardness and impenitent heart, treasure up unto yourself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Now, you got to understand that with your stubbornness, you are storing up some wrath. And that wrath is going to come forth at the presence of God when it comes out in God's wrath. Wow, your wrath against God's wrath. Who you think going to win? Amen. And God's righteous judgment is going to doom us. Amen. So watch how you get caught up in being self-righteous, yet you are still hiding behind the curtains of faults. There will be no escape when the true judgment comes, the true judge comes. Everybody got to go through the lineup. <laughs> uh, some of us know what the lineup is. Come on, somebody. <laughs> some of us know that we got to go and stand in the light. Uh, some of us know that we got to go and stand and be picked out in the lineup. Whether you did it or whether you didn't do it. They have you turning on every side. 
front side, back side. Come on, somebody. That somebody can identify you. Oh, my Lord. You don't want God to identify you as one that has infractions against his holiness and against his church and against his will. Come on, somebody. You don't want to be in the lineup because God is not going to put you in the lineup unless you're guilty. Amen. Living in a glass house. Don't throw no stones. You do good to watch your own self and continue in well-doing to receive eternal life. Come on now. But if you choose to continue in disobedience and evil work, you have a judge that shall render your judgment. Remember, the true God has no respect of person. God don't care who you is when it come down to that time. Come on now. So, the scripture says, who will render every man according to his deeds? To them who by patience continue in well-doing. Seek for the glory and the honor and immortality of eternal life. But unto them who are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jews first and also to the Gentiles. So guess what? We can't afford to pick the pin feather of the Jewish nation. And we do the same. Come on, somebody. We can't say what we would have done if we had been there with the nation of Israel. You probably would have fell even harder than they did. Come on now. So guess what? Work with what you got. You work with the Holy Ghost. The problem with the nation of Israel, they had God with them along the way to keep them in line. But guess what? The infractions of the law that they could not get away from, but you got an inside force called the Holy Ghost that come to lead and guide and teach you, guess what? That guess what? Our judgment is going to be just as worse as the nation of Israel. Because one day God going to turn around, turn his back against the, 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 the Gentile nation. How many of us is going to be ready for God to turn his back on the Gentile nation? Because guess what? If you ain't got it when he turned, you won't get it. Huh? If you can't go through before he turned, when he turned, you can't go through. So this is a reason why we ought to be trying to suck up as much as God as we can. Because coming down the pipe is going to be a time that it's going to take people with strength to be able to hold on.
and go through. Come on, somebody. So that's why we must learn now. Because later, what's going to happen is when your book is no more good for you. And you better not be caught reading it. Better not have now in the house. Come on, somebody. Only book then that you better have in the house, it better belong to the Antichrist. Because you still, you better not be reading this in one. Amen. Amen. Folks don't believe that time coming. But it's coming. That's why we need to suck up as much of God's word that we can have the Bible on the inside of us. You need it on more than just paper. You need it in spirit and in truth. Come on, somebody. Because you're going to have to be able to eat what's already in you. You don't have time to be funneling through the book trying to find Psalms 23. Huh? Come on now. Well, let's go to Romans 14, verse 13. I think we're going to have just that one pass of Scripture. Amen. I believe that's the way it's designed. Let us read that verse, please. Oh, my Lord. 
that has no affiliation with the true and living God, nor his ways, nor his standard, nor his statute. How can you go and consult with someone on the outside about what's going on and the concern of the church of the living God? You can't go and consult with the devil about God. Come on now. Yeah, you're going to receive something that satisfies your side. That's the whole idea of it. That's why you went there. You needed somebody to agree with you. Come on, somebody. But guess what? God don't agree with you. You got to agree with God. And you got to get to the point that you understand that you got to agree with God. God don't have to agree with you. Because God has no respect to person. Come on now. God is the shot caller in the church. Does that make sense? So, Make sure that you understand that God does not go for casting stumbling blocks and occasion and hindrance in other saints' way. Amen. And surely he don't go for you starting up another church on the outside. Oh boy, we got some preachers that go that, that can preach on the outside. Can't say a word in him. <laughs> Come on now. Amen. God consider you as an outside source. Amen. And he's gonna judge you. As I said before I started this, uh Teaching is for your information. For you to do or not to do. For your learning and for your instructions. Go ahead. That's one of the reasons why uh, the church is not as close as Because when uh, you look at the the, the some of the captions underneath in, the, in our Bibles, it talks about uh, the, this is uh, dealing with marring the harmony of uh -huh. the church. Mm -hmm. And when we don't get along as a group, we can't get along with God. Absolutely. And God is not, not well pleased. And in in, in when you look at, uh, there's a scripture, I believe it's in Psalms, says, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell well, together, together in unity. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, a lot of the saints don't realize that if you can't unify with your brothers and sisters, you can't unify with God. And, 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 and what we, we try to portray that we have an all right relationship with God, but we don't get along with one another. Or we don't have the unity that God would say that we need it as brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. And see, and that's one thing that you got to look. 
The church is closer than your natural family once you're born again. Absolutely. If you're not born again, that's a totally different thing. But if you're born again, the church is closer than your natural family. If you can't do that, well, you've got a problem with salvation. Uh-huh. And you've got a problem with uh, uh, the, uh, the commandment of God because he has drawn out and put us into a, a family. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, when the you know, disciples talked about what they all they gave up, he said, you, you, whatever you gave up, you've got more. Uh-huh. And the thing about it is, saints are not giving up nothing. That's why they don't have the value. And we can't value one another like we ought to. And you remember, and when Jesus got ready to die on the cross, he turned to, I believe it was Peter, and said, be, uh, uh, behold your mother and son behold uh, a mother behold your son uh -huh. because I have given you other family members, members right? and so therefore some of us are not going to make it to heaven just on, on based on those facts alone right if you can't have the unity if you can't have the uh, uh, have the fellowship or the harmony Just don't want to do it. 
Come on, somebody. Amen. But get out of church. And one of your old sloppy drunk kinfolk, you'll hug them to death. Come on now. Don't make you no different how they smell. You just hug them. Am I on straight street? <laughs> Verse 17 says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division and offense contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned and upon. And you study rubbing shoulder with folks that's telling you it don't take all that. Come on now. You study rubbing shoulders with folk that do not want to adhere to the truth of God's word. But now what you want to do is when they give their opinion, you say, hee ha ha. Yeah, you ought to stop that. Shut up. The truth of God's word said dust and dust. Come on now. But he said, mark them that cause division and offense. No, we won't do that. You know what you have to do? You got to learn to get away from them folks where they sit out there and look like an island by themselves. Come on, somebody. Long as you keep holding company with them, they're going to keep bending your ear to the point that guess what? Now you don't start believing some of that mess. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it affects how you see stuff after that. Come on now. Yes, sir. You, they bought a fence against the doctrine. The doctrine is the doctrine of the apostles. Come on, somebody. But they tell you it don't take all that. They try to tell you what Jesus said. And they don't understand what Jesus said. Come on, somebody. That's why a lot of times Jesus spoke in parables. So they can hear and not hear. And they may see and not see. Come on, somebody. He said, but you see. <laughs> direction. That's right. Hell, away from you. That's right. Going to take that which you had and give to somebody else. Good God Almighty. Yes, sir. Mm. Lost in the house of God. Wow. Yes, ma'am. 